Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Czar, and welcome to the Chris Czar Show for my motherfucking birthday! What's up, gang? It's uh, late April in the year 2023, and on this episode, I have a very special conversation with a very special guest. His name is Brandon. It's a guy that I've been friends with for a long time, and he's decently smart. <laughs> he uh, He's done a lot of good things in his life in terms of setting himself up financially well, finding paths that aren't necessarily conventional towards being successful and being wealthy, and he's just a, a fun guy to have a conversation with. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with Brandon Wilkin. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish, so he gets a pass. I think so. Speaking of which, pass that. Nikki over here. You know, I don't consume nearly as much nicotine as when I'm with you. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm not sure what about you inspires me to do it, but we did do that a little bit of a cigarette kick there. Yeah, we did a long kick. What did you think about that? It was fantastic. (laughs) Wildly unhealthy, but it was fantastic. Yeah. What was good about it? Um, how quickly you can get nicotine into your bloodstream and into your brain primarily is was so nice. Yeah. Started off with a half a cigarette each. Yeah. And then it quick, <laughs> quickly moved to like two a piece. Uh, for long conversations. Yeah. Cigarettes and coffee. Well, yeah, that's excellent. It's a, a great combination. Also, Cigarettes and sunset. Yes. Until the sun sets. Well, until then your brain makes the link. Oh, yeah. sunset. Yeah. You know what that means? Yeah. Nicotine. That's how it literally <coughs> became that. Sun started setting. Time for a cigarette. Really have to emphasize the k sound in nicotine. Mm, no, you don't. <laughs> no you don't <laughs> he says <laughs> yeah it's kind of borrowing from a comedian by the name of nickerson who nickerson nickerson yeah you really have to emphasize the k in his, his name. first name no that's his last name yeah what's his first name don't remember oh. actually but obviously i remember that because he did a bit on that on how in front of a very black audience <laughs> how it might be the mouse the most important sound yeah probably yeah you really gotta emphasize the j- the j- yeah yeah you do <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> sorry the k- <laughs> <laughs> call it a freudian slip yeah yeah the other Dude, night- i never say it by the way what no, you- unless we're lying. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent positive. There's no black people around. No, that's when that's the worst time to say it. Because <laughs> you got to say it when they're around to prove you're anti-racist. Not even my bit, man. It's in- using it when they're around is inclusive language. Joe Rogan, 2006. Yeah, yeah, magic words, brilliant bit. It's a uh, being a big fan of comedy. Also, as a comedian, probably fucking helps. It's like, you want to be in the rap game if you didn't love the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, what's nice about music is that you can like remix and redub old things. Yeah. And comedy? Not quite. Not quite, man. That's like one of the great challenges with comedy is like having original stuff. Mm -hmm. But what if I feel exactly the same way? That's a fair point. Say it differently, I guess would be the comedic challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But in that sense, it's put so well. It's like, I never say the N-word. Unless you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a great word. Probably the best word out there for friend, homie, brother. And it rolls so easily off the tongue, which as a white person, it probably shouldn't. (laughs) Bro, you're Jewish. You get a pass. I never really thought of being Jewish as being a minority until probably about a year ago. And uh, yeah, it's it's got some perks. (laughs) It's got some perks. Yeah, I'm Jewish when it's convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably goes across the board, right? As far as? Like, uh, all of a sudden, uh, no habla inglés. Yeah. <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one doesn't work so well if you're white. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No habla espanol. <laughs> Perfecto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll pass it over. Just one, one more. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, concept of like having a pass also because you're jewish i think that started at about the same time not just you being like oh right being jewish is a minority and how it could be distinct from white because there's other people with like white skin light skin who they don't get the same pass there's people with darker skin who don't get the same pass yeah but italians they're white when it's convenient yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah Ari Shafir yeah. his special Jew has a good point where he's like is Jewish a race or a religion he's like it's both he's like well what do you mean by that he's like put 10 guys in a lineup one of them Jewish you can tell exactly which one it is <laughs> I don't know why that's funny but that's funny because <laughs> like the, I call them super Jews yeah the one, so you know. <laughs> okay. Right, I really? Know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can picture them. Use your imagination. Picture it. You know, whatever you're picturing, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that that way, it's a race. Gotcha. Yeah. But what's the religion? I don't know. Oh, the religion aren't the super Jews. There's a crossover. Okay, gotcha. As far as what's the religion, I'm the wrong Jew to ask. Because there's like the Jew with the yarmulke and then there's the Jew with the wide brim hat. White brim hat? See, I don't know. The wide brim hat? Well, it's because you're Jew-ish. Yeah. You know, you don't... Anything religious, you don't fucking know. No. <laughs> like, yeah, so look at me. Uh, you're the kind of Jew that yeah, nobody would be able to tell if you're Jewish. Yeah. That's yeah. a lie. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Yeah, what is it that gives you away? 
Ooh, good question. <laughs> probably the amount of coupons in my pocket at any one time. <laughs> yeah, bro. Coupon king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do get like a unique feeling saving money, which makes me feel the most Jewish. Mm. Yeah. Really, it just, it just gets my rocks off. Like finding a promo code online on Google and it works. Fuck. Let's get erect. <laughs> yeah. E-R-E-C-T. Erect. Yeah. That's that's how you do it. Yeah. Run a sale. Yeah. I don't know where that stereotype came from that Jews like saving money. Because I feel like that's why. The, that one and bagels. I don't get that one. I feel like most people like saving money and eating bagels. You're not a New York Jew. No. No. And bagel culture is kind of East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do a whole lot of bagels out here on the West. Certainly not well. New York people, they say, it's the water. Or whatever. Have your bagels and your New York Yankees. I'm not jealous at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you this. I would never feel more Jewish buying a bagel with a coupon. (laughs) Uh, You got any subscriptions? To get promo codes oh i thought you were gonna say like bagel companies um basically (laughs) yeah i mean i will say when i go to a website and i see it yeah i'm an email whore have my email you send me money have my email take it (laughs) i'll never unsubscribe (laughs) send me coupons yeah you just like get coupons to your email (laughs) yeah Yeah, one email account specifically to collect coupons. Dude, it's ridiculous. And like, I'm so shitty at deleting emails. I currently in my inbox, I have like 4,800 unread. And you masturbate knowing that all those are coupons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pornhub doesn't do it for me anymore. I just go to my inbox. (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) Uh, Are you on the Einstein Bros mailing list? No, I don't like Einstein Bros. Cause I had my car almost towed from there one time. No, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like a $300 bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, which Einstein did you go to? The one by San Diego state? Yeah. Yeah. That neighborhood over there. You know what it's called? Del Cerro. And you know what it is? Rich white. Mostly Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. One of the, it's like, you know how Hillcrest has gays? Yeah. Del Cerro's got Jews. Gotcha. Yeah. Not just Jews, of course. And Hillcrest has not just gays. It also has you. Has me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't live in Del Sorrow, but I visit it. <laughs> not Hillcrest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Einstein Bros, you lost them forever. Yeah. It was kind of my own fault because they have like that two-level parking. Yeah. And I went there. And I parked my car there because I was like, oh, I'll only be there for a few minutes to pop in and get a bagel. And there was a sign on the door to Einstein Bros that I just completely disregarded. Didn't even read it. I had a feeling like I should have. Didn't. Went inside. Come back. My car is hooked up to a tow truck. I later find out that that, car, that uh, sign says, don't park your car on the second level. They're towing cars. And my car is hooked up. And I remembered reading somewhere on the internet, if your car's hooked up to a tow truck, get inside because they can't take your car with you in it because then it becomes kidnapping. Oh, shit. 
Okay. I had no idea if that was true or not because I didn't look into it at all. But you acted quickly? I got in the car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy comes out and uh, comes over to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can't take my car because it's kidnapping. And he's like, well, I could just call the cops for obstruction of justice. And I was like, you call this justice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we agreed. I think it was 100 or 150 bucks to drop the car. And I was like, better than paying 400 out of the impound lot. Yeah. And your time. Yeah. See, if you were ethnically aware, though, you could have said, Are you doing this because I'm Jewish? Yeah, dude. And I just work. <laughs> Excited. I just met. The, yeah. I, <laughs> I met this guy the other week. I don't even know how we got on this conversation. But he was like, if you ever get fired for a job for no reason, some point in the conversation, he learned that I was Jewish. It's like, if you ever get fired for no reason, just go back and tell him it was because you were Jewish. And I was like, I never thought about playing that card, but I think I will. You got it. Yeah. So I get fired quite a few, quite often. Really? Yeah. Huh. You get hired also pretty easy. Yes, I do. Yeah. You got to share your secret after you suck the last of that Capri Sun. You do uh, it so well. I'm going to save a little more for later. You know how to handle a straw, bro. I do. <laughs> secret to getting hired so easily yeah be good be better than other people nice <laughs> i mean yeah if you want the brass tax of it that's what it is be better yeah don't have to embellish at all no not not once you're good enough <laughs> not once you're good enough but yeah. until then until then yeah lie out your ass <laughs> there you go yeah yeah your first resume yeah a complete lie <coughs> top yeah. to bottom total lies <laughs> <laughs> the, the part that was true on there was my name and number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's about it yeah. yeah put it just take that one full of lies you bring it around to people until someone believes it. Boom, you got a job, your first one, especially if it's a new industry. You take that, you get some experience. Now the ball's rolling. Right. And for honestly, after that, it's all downhill. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good strategy. It's like if you're competent enough to be able to make it after you fake it, then you get the real credentials that you need to find new spaces to work in and you develop the skills cause sink or swim, right? Exactly. So that's it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with lying on the first one or the next one or the one after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only lie I tell employers now is I'm fully available. You got to do that one. You have to. That's part of the shtick. Yeah, it's part of like it's part of the game. Yeah, you know, like dating. Exactly. Some shit just gets said. Yeah. Like I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I don't know if you know this, folks. It's a comedian's podcast, so <laughs> don't, don't fucking assault my DMs, please. Thank you. 
Although, yeah, and I say that actually in part for real because I've never lied to someone and said, uh, I love you. I have. Well, you get a pass. Because I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I did I did it with an I love you coupon, so. <laughs> I get so many of these a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like, uh, one of the upsides to having somebody right uh you're in a relationship yes all right how long you been in a relationship for this one nine months it's pretty cool yeah yeah the uh any upsides that you see so far in terms of being with this person uh um many i think the biggest one is the way she holds a mirror for me to see areas in which i can grow some of them areas in which i was never aware of prior to meeting her and the way she encourages and helps me to grow in those areas you know i was gonna recommend you letting her know to listen to this podcast based on how well that answer went and that answer went pretty well bro yeah yeah you're gonna get your dick sucked it does pretty regular yeah (laughs) i don't need this podcast for that but sure yeah (laughs) yeah uh also important facet in a relationship the head game for sure a hundred percent absolutely absolutely when i meet guys who are in a relationship and they're like oh my girl doesn't like giving me a head what (laughs) excuse me next please next please yeah yeah but also happy girls give head that's true yeah 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 what about you you give head yeah to her absolutely yeah to guys to guys no No. not often (laughs) he's not a comedian so you gotta believe everything yeah just believe everything i say (laughs) believe everything i say that's the hypnosis yeah yeah, you hold up the Torah and swing inside. <laughs> Sorry. This guy clearly has no idea how big the Torah is. Not, not a clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that becomes kind of a factor too. Kind of a thing nobody talks about. It's like, uh, is her pussy pretty? Is hers? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. You don't uh, have to tell me. That's That can stay between you. But when it comes to relationships... Mm-hmm. You go down to like give her head the first time. Yeah. You're looking at a roast beef sandwich. You can sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, one of, times. The, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was if you're making your way down and you're at the belly button and you smell it, turn around. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> Good point, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Some girl's hygiene just really isn't there. No, it smells like a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> People say fish market, but I'm like, this is San Diego. You've been at brewery more often than a fish market, right? And I don't like IPAs. No. <laughs> uh, infected pussy algorithm. <laughs> That's the best I could do. Sorry. You got one better? I think it's just laziness. <laughs> okay yeah yeah just laziness yeah i mean we don't know we don't have vaginas no. but we can speculate because we're men yeah i can mansplain <laughs> this for sure 
<laughs> Command's playing the fuck out of this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the big thing, at least for me, is like uh, having things that are reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same. It could be things that are adjacent for sure, co-supporting. And uh, the upside to being with somebody also is not having to go through the motions of the dance of dating. Yeah. Yeah. That dance is... That dance can be very tedious and repetitive, especially in my time being single. It felt like... It also felt very repetitious. How long were you single for? Three years and some change. Gotcha. That's kind of the way that you looked up. I was like, does he have it down to the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I was dating someone, I used this coupon. That was... <laughs> Let me check my files really quick. Yeah. Let me go through the coupon scrapbook. <laughs> really good accounting, bro. Makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wild when I meet grown adults who are bad at counting. Oh, and also accounting. Yeah. Yeah. Accounting, most of them. Counting, some of them. Counting, very surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your community? In the Jewish one, no. But I've worked with grown adults, talking like 37-year-old men who can't do basic math. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to say women. No. No, this one was a guy. But it's mostly women. Most... Oh, wait, you were talking about someone with a job? Yeah. Oh. So. Not women. No. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, the girls all got all excited. He's like, oh, this is a guy that likes to give head. <laughs> yeah. I like to give head to employed women. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> I like to give head to employed women. <laughs> yeah a woman who's employed is a woman who deserves head yeah yeah drake said that oh yeah kind of (laughs) yeah he wants a woman that will make money not take money with him Hmm. from him not take it from me yeah song's about not saying i grew up on drake but he helped raise us yeah Mm mm-hmm Talk about a bridge between the Jewish and black communities. Drake's, oh, uh, yeah. Isn't his mom Jewish? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kanye gave credit to who? <laughs> to the Jews? Hey, no. <laughs> uh, 21 Jump Street, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That's right. Damn, bro. And Jonah's got to release a new i was gonna call it a special (laughs) not a fucking special he did a documentary with his therapist yeah i've seen part of it yeah it's good yeah i'm gonna watch it again because there's as a guy that was i got my bachelor's in psychology which doesn't mean dick in many ways other than obviously i have a deep interest in it and uh in my disposition, I'm really interested in the human psyche and heuristics we could use to navigate our experience. Hmm. And 
the therapist in there had a lot of really great paradigms, perspective, viewpoints, tools that made me like I was stoned out of my gourd <laughs> when I was watching it. So I really just enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to watch this again and uh, actually save some of these things. Yeah, the part that I did watch was really great. And it's something I definitely am going to finish. Yeah, I think it's a watch that requires your full attention. You could also do it in bits. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it gets to a part that's like worth writing down, considering integrating. Yeah. Yeah. Probably do that in different sets for sure. Yeah. 100%. And that guy got the credit instead of Drake. Yeah, but like Jonah Hill's a Jew you can pick out of a lineup. <laughs> hot takes. No, not hot takes. What makes Jonah Hill a Jew you can pick out of a lineup? There's certain facial features that some of them have. Like super Jews don't develop, right? Okay. I don't know if he's a super Jew, yeah. but some of them, they just have features where you're like, yeah. You, you just know. You just look at them and you're like, Jew. Gotcha. Yeah. And Jonah Hill's got some of those? I think so. Yeah. Can you put a name to it? No, he's kind of tough. It's like a feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a feature. It's a feeling. Yeah. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And they just like certain Jews just have a way about carrying themselves that just makes it a dead giveaway. Like sensitive? Nah, that's not no. the right word. I mean, like, um, so an overlap between, say, Paul Rudd, Jonah Hill, and Seth Rogen. It's like, there's a, all three of those guys, out of those three guys, the most obvious Jew amongst them is Seth Rogen. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then you go, why? And it's like, you can just tell. <laughs> and then you think about, why can I tell? And it's like, I just can. <laughs> it's not even like the the main thing but it's something that's funny enough to have super bad made a joke of it yeah <laughs> that lady behind the counter is like look like you so it's like oh so two jews <laughs> 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 right <laughs> uh, but there's uh when i say sensitive i mean there's almost like they seem approachable like they seem friendly they seem like they they care to a degree in the niche of things that they care about um i feel like i'm on the right track but i'm not jewish myself um speak for all jews please i will <laughs> i'd say some of them you could apply that to other ones like Israeli Jews. Those are a whole different breed. Yo. Yeah. Okay. Those ones, in my experience, not that friendly, not that approachable. Hmm. You ever work for one? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And it Tough. was the worst time of my life. <laughs> you know how hard it is when your check is wrong to get those fuckers to pay you? Oh, geez. So hard. So hard. And you, you can come with the math too and go this times this does not equal this and they say and they say yeah it does <laughs> you go no <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, you have to reassert it. Yeah. More than once. And then by the time they finally go, okay, we'll look into it, it takes like a month, month and a half to get your money. Super Jew. Super Jew. No, Israeli Jew. Yeah. Uh, there could be a difference there, right? There's like a, if it was like a Venn diagram, you know, uh. like Super Jew on one side, Israeli Jew on the other, mm-hmm. and that intersect that you call hell. <laughs> Did Jews uh, have heaven hell? I don't think so. Oh, that's right. You're not religious. Yeah. Yeah, I forget sometimes. Yeah. You think you're going to go to hell? The way I've lived life? Yeah. Yeah? If, yeah. If hell's got coupons, you'll be there. If you've used a certain amount of coupons, you're just automatically in. (laughs) I'm automatically in heaven, I thought. You told me that once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, promise of uh, paradise and the afterlife. You had a minimum number of coupons. That's one task. Ah. Yeah. Another task is uh, to successfully be employed in one of the four pillars of employment right sure. <laughs> uh is it four or is it three I, I, you're telling me right I now was gonna say, uh, so doctor oh yeah, yeah yeah doctor lawyer accountant entertainer okay yeah i say entertainer because you could be i was gonna say comedian <laughs> juice man so good at comedy new york jews sam Marill, perfect example that guy fucking crushes for me yeah i don't know how i don't know why but that shit is fucking funny yeah yeah <laughs> you know how in little italy they have those uh like connected to the street lights it'll have like a canvas of say a famous italian actor yeah yeah or like a famous italian baseball player uh I would love for San Diego to have a community like that and see which Jews they choose to put up. I think it'd be Sandy Koufax. <laughs> You're from LA, so that makes sense. <laughs> I think it'd be Adam Sandler. Okay, yeah. I think it'd be it. Adam Sandler's a good one, actually. He's done a lot of great things. I think it'd be Adam Levine. Okay. I didn't know he was Jewish. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's good to have some of those in there. Like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's all of them. Harvey Weinstein. Oh yeah, what a goat. <laughs> that's <laughs> gotta make the cut. Look at all the films. Yeah, of course. Come on, that guy's numbers. Superb. Undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about in a Polish neighborhood? We would never. <laughs> We would absolutely never. Yeah. You want for one, the names aren't gonna fit. True. Yeah. That thing's what? Only twenty inches wide? About not gonna be able to fit a fucking Polish last name on there, no chance. No. Not to mention who are you gonna put up there? Is there anybody famously Polish? Not that I know of. There's people who are famous who are Polish. I looked at it once. Yo Jamie, can you <laughs> Uh, and if you look at that list you're like oh shit i don't know these people have like polish jeans in them but uh, poland doesn't have any clout no not outside of chicago it's the only place i know where you could be polish and cool jews on the other hand you could be anywhere like you're in syria (laughs) 
dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you can be the number one target for assassination. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, being number one in anything's pretty cool. Number one. Yeah, America yeah. first. Jews were number one in Germany for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do you think I'm racist because I laugh at that joke? No, I think you're racist because you're racist. <laughs> no, come on, man. I'm not racist. Dude, last night you said something that was... <laughs> You go, uh, what I say? You were talking about women of color you've slept with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you said that there had been more than two black women. Uh huh. And so? And then you put your finger in the air and you said, and that goes to show how not racist I am. <laughs> and it would have been fine Except. if you ended it after there's more than one. <laughs> but because you added that on, yeah. it just goes to prove that you're racist gotcha so that's just like compensating yeah gotcha and that's okay yeah well bro you left off there's something in between this is a very important thing i said i was doing my part to help end racism mm. team pro orgasm bro you want to end racism gotta have orgasms tell me i'm wrong i don't think you're wrong yeah so i'm not racist mm. uh, all right we'll, we'll keep it debatable then yeah yeah save that topic for another one <laughs> so getting back to how jews are famous in the middle east and getting back to how jews were once the most famous thing in germany yeah <laughs> pretty popular if you ask me yeah yeah uh certainly a lot to overcome like i wonder about that a little bit in part because right now japan is surging you know yeah yeah some clout chasers right there well well they got a lot of a lot of clout to be had shohei otani for example winning the japan won the world baseball classic not that baseball is the most important thing in the world but they have a really good run with technology i think culture wise yeah i got no knocks on japan do you no. i love sushi <laughs> yes <laughs> yes brandon you love sushi i love sushi too <laughs> yeah but from what i can tell at least that's been the vibe uh there's a lot of great ways in which japanese culture has moved forward in terms of like winning a culture war some people have that as a high objective definitely doing that through what they're making in cinema through the way that their culture of people are doing things when they're on a world stage whether it's like the world cup it's like, who are the people that actually clean up trash after the game? That was Japan. And if you are part of a culture of people that have been brought to the brink and you come out the other side, the people who are left are the people that are Darwinian selected. Yeah. I like Asian culture a lot. I Do think not let me get away with saying Darwinian selected. Huh? No, I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. Proceed. <laughs> I, I mean, think they're on the... Yeah. The cutting edge of a lot of things. Yeah. And I think a lot of very cool things come out of there. Like you said, technology, architecture. Women who are quiet. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, no, I'm not. No, I'm not just doing my job. Yeah. Can't help myself. I'm autistic. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. S self diagnosed autism. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, I just have inappropriate thoughts sometimes. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Totes inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to park in a handicapped space. <laughs> and when I get out, if someone calls me on it, just be like, it's a mental handicap. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You identify. Yeah. Just get out. I'm Jewish. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a handicap, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's. There's something to be said about having to overcome like a, a great amount of adversity. And I personally, I think that's one of the reasons why Jews, Jewish culture, have um, a connection with doing really well being good people to be good friends with so I like almost every italian mob movie has that motif it's like you know which mob wins the one who's got a jew on their team hmm. now you watch you don't watch mob movies do you uh, i've seen a handful okay gotcha yeah. yeah have you seen lucky luciano no yeah that's a that's a pretty good one yeah specifically with what i'm referring to it's also one that's kind of in the cut because you could watch any number of mainstream mob movies casino being one of them uh, you ever seen that movie nope you should watch that movie just to hear joe pesci say you jew motherfucker you <laughs> <laughs> just to get to that part bro and he says it to robert de niro <laughs> it's like okay yeah also de niro part jew i don't know i don't know yeah. I could see it. Right on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the features. There was a Thanks for doing this by the way. I was looking forward to doing this with you for quite a bit. Part of it being uh what I said last night about the 30th manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me get away with saying that word again, huh? Manifesto? Manifesto. I mean. <clears throat> it's very you <laughs> on accident though because what i was trying to say by using that word was a declaration of intention there's a reflection period that has been had and this is applied then in writing through something which i hope the future could behold it's unfortunate that the Unabomber and Mein Kampf, or communism, has kind of tarnished the manifesto name. Also, probably many mass shooters, but this is America, so. I think it's fitting. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> America. Fuck yeah. yeah. I was reading a, an article the other day about best countries to live in. Yeah. You know where... I believe it was U.S. News where I went. And I wondered how biased this was going to be. You know where they put America? Where? 22. Wow. Yeah. Not even top 20? Nope. Dang, I thought we were going to be at least in like the MySpace top 8. Nope, not quite. That top 16 would have been fucking snuff. Not even the sweet 16 though, bro. Nope. That's exactly like how good San Diego State is. Not to take a left turn there. Actually, definitely to take a left turn there. San Diego State sports, they're 
good amongst the mediocre. Yeah, I could care less about college sports, though. Right, but America being known as good amongst the mediocre, ouch. In terms of, like, best places to live? Yeah. That hurts, man. It's fucking rough. So you think you're going to, before I get into this manifesto, you think you're going to stay in America? I don't see myself staying here. Really? Yeah. Nice, this is actually news to me. Yeah, definitely. I plan on leaving San Diego. That I knew, yeah. Yeah, I think there's just better places to live out there. Any targets? Spain. Spain. Gonna. How's your Spanish? That's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hablo poquito español. Yeah. I see. Claro que sí. Yeah. Estudié español en la escuela por cuatro años. My mm. accent's all right. Yeah. yeah. Los Angeles, bro. Yeah. You have a, you go to, when you were going through the school system, were you around a lot of Mexicans? Some, not a lot. But I've always loved Spanish and Mexican culture. It slaps, bro. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. And the literal part's my favorite. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for real, though. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Like, yeah. growing up in San Diego, bit of the same. In terms of, like, it's just here. You didn't even... I didn't even really notice it being something that was, like, far out. If I may say the word exotic. <laughs> it didn't seem like that. I was like, no, burritos fucking rock. Yeah. Yeah. They, these people are really cool. I just I grew up around them playing sports and going to school. Yeah, and I didn't realize. I don't know if you saw this either. In the last California census, number one ethnicity in California is it's Mexican. Yeah, nice. It is right. Whites are a minority now. Give me two check marks. <laughs> Give me two check marks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like my girl is Mexican and seeing the culture through her family is really cool. Because hmm. her mom was born in Mexico. Hmm. Forget where her stepdad's from. But especially like the emphasis on family, I think is something that that culture really nails and seeing how important it is to them and how cohesive of a unit they are is something that I didn't see, at least in my family growing up. Hmm. And it's something really cool to see and at this point in our relationship experience. And I think it's really beautiful. I was going to make a joke about the cornerstone being the stepdad. but then Stepdad's when you Mexican, though. Right. Yeah. And that's an important part. Mm-hmm. Somebody out there is like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it ain't perfect. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Also, uh, stepdads can be cool. Obviously, you know, I mean, these people don't, maybe the people listening to this, but I got a cool stepdad. And he is actually like one of the reasons for our 
harmony in our family and like how close our, our family is that dads can rock and bring people together uh in terms of mexican culture i'm sure it's probably stepdads are just as prevalent you know as compared to other cultures except you know do you want me to say it yeah what am i thinking jewish <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> i'll save you thanks <laughs> and i don't know i've taken so many shots on this podcast but it's my birthday bro let me get away with it um and that type of cohesiveness in the family is it feels uniquely awesome yeah yeah it's fucking rad it's fucking rad Devin would probably agree with you he's a i would say mutual friend but he's my brother who's <laughs> also his friend and uh he's seen someone like that too yeah and their family is like really tight and god damn that's powerful so it's not just the food no but the food her mom crushes it fucking a man yeah. fucking a that's rad yeah yeah that's huge yeah my uh you know my biological dad yeah yeah my biological dad you know how he feels about mexicans right not great not great <laughs> but he does want to make america great again and those two lines back to back ought to indicate to the audience what type of man <laughs> my biological dad is <laughs> my father call my my pops actually um and yeah he's a character yeah yeah you could definitely say that and that was something that geez a loo bro as a kid especially because i had this affinity that we talked about to, to have a father that was really spoke of them as though they were like an enemy yeah that was that was a little tough yeah a little tough to overcome might as well say on this podcast too right before i go into this 30th manifesto <laughs> that uh somewhere on the internet i'm sure there's a picture of my father's sand car he likes his favorite thing is to go to the desert it's his favorite thing so much that the day i was born that's where he was hmm. <laughs> hey <-ya! laughs> tell me i don't have daddy issues and <laughs> and uh on that dune buggy on that sand car is maybe not the biggest flag i've ever seen because that would fly over like a car dealership but the one that's like 50 percent of that mm -hmm. uh confederate flag oh yeah flying on a sand car that's and there's swaggy. a photo of me in front of it arms crossed no sleeves Dude, that's smiling. hard you should put that up in your place <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> put it on your tinder profile <laughs> no bro yeah but that's like uh, growing up with somebody like that and uh maybe that's a little bit of a reason for like my callousness because i also know that he's a guy that mostly loves like i don't see that guy getting into fist fights i don't see that guy get physically abusive with anybody and so it was just weird to be like yo pop like you live in san diego they work on a lot of the same sites you do and you love their food not one of their neighbors has ever been mean to you. Where is this coming from? And you know what it is? Hmm. They come here illegally. That's what he says every time. And that makes him really upset because that is the problem with America, according to him. And after I graduated high school, you know what I realized? What? My father probably would have joined the Nazis. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't met him yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> You're the kind. He's like the kind of person that would scapegoat like a culture of people. <laughs> and honestly, not even scapegoat. That makes sense. You know. It's like, uh, yeah, and they're here doing what, bro? The fucking the hardest jobs imaginable. Yeah. With yeah. a bunch of love. With a bunch of fucking love. Now, like, are there other demographics in San Diego? Sure. Yeah, and some of those are related to, like, gun running, drug running, et cetera, et cetera. But the other thing I got to admit while we're on this is that that same guy gifted me a bandana. And this bandana was a bandana that I wore underneath my football helmet because I wore a visor and that would stop the sweat from going forward. At the time too, being a young man, there's a part of us that ideally we want to aspire to be our father mm -hmm. or if there's things that are passed on from our father to try to like wield them because if our father passes it down to us, it should be a useful tool, <laughs> we might imagine. Yeah. And uh, he had communicated to me along with this that this is a symbol of a state's right to stand up to a federal superpower that the ability to individually choose is the most important thing that we ought to be able to hold on to and for some reason i hadn't made the connection that uh, the ability to individually choose he was missing the blacks being able to choose <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see him missing that <laughs> yeah and also went right by me like i hadn't cognitively put that together so the whole like it's uh it's heritage not hatred that's something that will kind of get thrown around a little bit mm. um became something that was like parroted and fucking sucks because now it's just on my record mm. yeah yeah and so now I got to compensate a lot. That's why I became a yoga teacher. <laughs> How to find peace, bro. Yeah. How to make peace. Because you look at a yoga teacher, you know what a yoga teacher's not? Straight. Yep. <laughs> Pretty bendy people. Pretty bendy people. They got to be flexible. got to be open-minded. Also, got to come from a place of love. Yeah. It's like actually one of the really cool things that comes with being a part of yoga. Yeah, and in this manifesto, there's a few things <laughs> that I assert and that one of them is now that I'm a person that has trained with yoga for 12 years, which is kind of a wild thing to say in retrospect. That's, That's a, a large chunk of time. Large chunk of time. Um, it's concrete for me that yoga has a, a trunk in who I am and and what I do for sure in the way that I behave. Is it a thing that is economically advantageous? And the answer to that is... Can be. Thin slice, bro. Yeah. There's better shots to set up and pool. Sure. That's for sure. And I've done pretty well, man. Like leading the fucking yoga teacher trainings for U.S. veterans. Afforded me a loft downtown San Diego. Yeah dope right i'm really proud of that and uh, in the first 30 years um in terms of the game using my best jocko voice 
Ramadi. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the game, uh, there's other games to to aim at, and that's one of the reasons why I've really committed myself to comedy in the way that you see. Not just with the arrangement of the studio, not just with the with the reps at the open mics, but with writing, with the art form. Mm -hmm. And one thing that you obviously know about me is that I like to do things that have an aggregate good move, almost right. like a good move no matter what. Mm -hmm. Could I risk more? Probably. I could make riskier decisions, burn some boats sometimes, but as an aggregate, comedy as a as an art form to improve the way we connect and reach people it's unmatched yeah. i love making people laugh too it's fucking sick and the ceiling for that is way higher yeah than it is with yoga there's also a carryover that comes with matching the number of reps and leveling up in your capacity to work that it just runs parallel between yoga and comedy so it's nice to know that if I want to be as good in comedy as I am with yoga, give it 12 years. Yeah. Get good with anything. You just got to put the reps in. Yeah. I'll add, they should be quality reps. Quality reps. hundred percent. Yeah. Quality reps makes a huge difference. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You see, uh, any inefficient or low quality reps I'm taking? That was actually another big thing I was hoping to get to on this. Can't say that I do. I mean, we You saying know. that just because we're on air? No. <laughs> That's an awfully nice thing to say, bro. Yeah. I mean, I've known you for six years now. We've been great friends. Mm -hmm. And when I first met you, you were living in a two-bedroom MPB. It was a nice place. That I was a nice it. place. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that place was only fifteen fifty. Yeah, still. Six years ago. Not to give any social commentary right now, but fuck. Yeah. Go on. And seeing how much you've developed in life and how much you've grown as a person and in character is something that can only come from repetitive quality reps. Mm. And throughout that span of time, naturally with anybody, there's going to be missteps huh. and mishaps and mistakes, huh. but that's just going to come with the game of doing reps. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fail. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for being a great friend and a great spotter following along with this metaphor. Cause like the reps to failure to experience the failure mm -hmm. yeah it's like to have a friend to help you not hurt yourself to re-rack the bar yeah it's cool thank you you're welcome yeah um and it's if you couldn't tell on this podcast uh he's pretty candid <laughs> <laughs> you need to gotta be blunt yeah it's uh it's good to have company like that helps a lot so when you see those feel free to toss it over you know that yeah yeah i'm always open to criticism and uh an improvement that's for fucking sure i think that's a huge thing with determining how quickly and how far someone can go it's being open 
being shown where and what and how you're doing it wrong. Hmm. If you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. then being able to listen to that, hear it, and be willing to make an adjustment after. The adjustment can be difficult. That's for sure. Especially yeah. with stuff that we have habits in. Yeah. 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 Like uh, nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn. But goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Yeah. 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 It's nice. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but there's worse things you could take part in. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the delivery of nicotine that's important. It is. Yeah. Like nicotine gum. Great choice. Great choice. Don't believe us? Google it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I noticed some people hold on to that thing like they would hold on to a binky. Dude, there's this one girl. Yeah. I, I, I don't work with her anymore, but she was a hostess. Mm hmm at a restaurant bar I was working at. Some could say, in a sense, the face of the venue. The first person people see. Yeah. This girl, complete degenerate, I'll add, wore her elf bar on a lanyard that wrapped around the middle of it and it just hung outside her shirt. What type of place was this? Uh, this was an Italian-owned place. Restaurant, bar? Re both. Family place? Like, would families go there? Yeah. Not too expensive for families. Too expensive for families? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, a higher-end Italian place? Yep. Hostess with a lanyard of an elf bar? Yep. Wow. I know. Because on the one hand, she wouldn't lose it, but on the other hand, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, bro. What? the fuck <laughs> how old was she had to be like anywhere between 23 and 26 oh gotcha the reason why i asked was because i wondered if that was like a thing in high school like you know how like those yeah. kids like have a lanyard with keys yeah they're like no nah, i don't drive but fucking my house key. peach guava bro yeah <laughs> my house key <laughs> yeah unreal yeah and <laughs> You just, if you wanted to see someone who, despite what they might front, just off that, you can tell as a crippling addiction, mm -hmm. it's right there. Hmm. That's no bueno. No. That's nah, way different than the way you consume nicotine. Yeah. You just bum it off of people. Yeah. <laughs> but I hang that with pride around my neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, if, Sometimes I think about my younger brothers because I got a few of them and my youngest brother right now is about to graduate high school. There are some things that I have uh, agreed with on him on and we'll see if he ends up doing it. But like one thing was wait until you're 25 before you smoke weed. Yeah. See if you can make it that long just to run an experiment to see if there is a difference. There was one variable that I forgot was a part of the equation when it comes to both me and Edwin. 
and that's head trauma mm. yeah from playing the sports that we did yeah and for the brother that i mentioned edwin there was a, a notable shift that my family had talked about last week in the moment that he had this really critical con concussion and how that difference really fleshed itself out in who he was as a person and his personality and the way that he went about academics. So there's that for him. There's a little bit of that for me. I didn't say anything about psychedelics. I wonder if I should. What do you think? Advice for the nation here. <laughs> well, you've asked the right person. Okay. <laughs> Speaking to America's youth. <laughs> yes. I think most people should experience a psychedelic. sometime between the ages of 18 and 21. Okay. Yeah. So you got the right to vote. Before you vote. Mushrooms. Yeah, for sure. Literally back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even study the ballot. No. <laughs> you know what? Vote while you're on mushrooms. <laughs> That's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Just feel it out. <laughs> Vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> Who's good here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happened for you? <clears throat> I did my first psychedelic when I was 21. And it changed my life. Hmm. And it's been a resource I've been able to turn to on quite a few occasions that every time has taken me and rerouted me onto a better path because that's been something where while I'm on my experience, I'm able to see where I'm misstepping hmm. very clearly and realizing these are things I should continue to do and do better. And these are things I should stop doing altogether. Hmm. And then coming out of the experience, being willing to do those things has always made my life better internally and externally. Hmm. Well, Ryan, <laughs> while you're at CU Boulder, <laughs> I imagine that perhaps maybe there'll be a, an invitation and with that invitation and hearing the suggestion that maybe 18 to 21, maybe closer to 21 being a helpful time. Some parameters that also would be helpful would be right dosage, right substance of choice, correct set and setting and correct guide. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, those big four. Just rewind it if you need to hear it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, <clears throat> you get those right, you're going to be just fine. Disposition and intention make a difference too. That's for sure. Yeah. Because you want to be in the right headspace going into it in terms of like a mood. 
that's for sure yeah put those as sub points under set uh-huh yeah set that <laughs> and there's some long work that you're doing in your life anyway which will be aggregating into how pleasant or unpleasant the experience is so if you got a, a lot of good things going on in your life and your setting is you're out in nature then you're not worried about this boogeyman yeah yeah that's out there and you're just having a direct encounter with what it is that you experience when you're in that state probably don't have to elaborate on that too much yeah and once you get a couple of experiences under your belt like i've been someone who's gone into that experience with what could subjectively be called a bad set good setting bad set mm -hmm. and that helped me work through a lot of those things that created that bad set and so once you have a couple experiences under your belt and you kind of know what you're in for being willing to use it as a tool to work through what i'll just blanketly call negativity in your life yeah also maybe don't do it with a girl that'll run out into the street yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh he doesn't really drink much that's good i think so he i imagine he'll probably join a frat he was wearing the snapback the other day i'm like you you'd fit in yeah yeah it's also see him it's also good to see him become less gumpy mm. <clears throat> kind of has a gumby he, he wasn't the athlete amongst us so it's cool to like see him fill out that way. Yeah. He's rocking a dad bod. I hear that's in. That's some, in. Some women, yeah. For some women, yeah. He just, he's got it. I'm like, all right. At least, at least that's it. Honestly, it's a good look on him. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know why. But it's like, yeah, it is what it'd be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about that. And I don't know if I should be worried at all. Mostly because... I could see how parents could get caught up in wanting to make the next generation person's life better by trying to help them avoid mistakes that you yourself may have made or wonder if you made. And every individual has their own agency. And that's probably some of the war that gets fed in between sometimes. I've also heard specifically from one of my other brothers that it would have been nice if somebody told them so i'm being mindful of what things to as an older brother to at least make present and assert versus what things are like oh, we'll see how it shakes out yeah uh, there's a healthy amount of he's got to learn it on his own yeah that's for sure because sometimes we think we're helping somebody by trying to course correct them when really what's most beneficial for them is crashing. Hmm. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. Donald Trump bankrupted. Yeah. There's a lot of worse things than like nah. bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in certain senses, I think it's strategic. It's like, I got all this shit. There's a way for me to just wipe the slate clean for the most part. 
it's a card to play yeah. and it can be played well yeah yeah i would just say if you're gonna do it max it out and then do it full send yeah yeah if you're gonna do it <laughs> fucking do it make it worth it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> brandon's big pieces of advice and this is uh to plug you a little bit you know he's not just the spokesman for all jews and he's not just the leading speaker for the youth of america but he's also someone who's just done a handful of things right in life copied off the right kids yeah <laughs> one little known strategy folks make friends with the smartest people in the room and copy their notes yeah you don't have to do it all by yourself <laughs> as a matter of fact yeah just keep an indian in the closet how's he doing by the way he's dead oh no <laughs> forgot to feed him. oh jeez, bro sorry i'll buy a new one <laughs> is there actually an indian in the closet maybe the next time you hop on this pod we'll talk about that um but i got a birthday dinner to get to so i'm gonna bop out um if you were doing a project, I'd say we'd plug it out this time. Um, but instead of that, you're going to pretend like there's a camera over my right shoulder, right? And you're going to look to that space as though there's a camera there. And we're going to do this episode a la Andrew Santino. And this is specifically to give a shout out to Andrew Santino. His Whiskey Ginger podcast is fucking awesome. I love him a lot as a comic and uh, he's been a role model for me. A lot of other comedians get a lot of like that guy's an inspiration. Obviously Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan. And uh, to tip my cap to Andrew Santino, you're going to pretend like there's a camera over my shoulder and you're going to look into that camera and give a word or phrase to close out the episode. Don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> <laughs>